It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team, the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team writer for SI.com's fan nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Met Her show on the team night game, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Find the Russell and Met Her show, find the Locked on Washington football team podcast also on the Odyssey app on Twitter. We are at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82 and at Locked WFT pod on today's show which is, as always, free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk about a litany of things, including some speculation about whether or not Washington actually should have won that Week 2 matchup, and then whether or not Terry McLaurin's breakout season is to be believed. But in the meantime, guys, if you're interested in the NFL Draft, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast relaunches September 20th with brand-new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting aspect. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. Chris, we're back for one episode this week <laughs> due to birthdays and other travel arrangements yeah. and everything else. We've got one episode this week, so let's make it a good one. And we're going to start off with a question Wait, that before you get before you get into that, a, yeah. a happy birthday to you because oh, I appreciate it. Thank as you. this show as this episode debuts Tuesday, September 21st, it's your birthday. Yeah. And mine was Sunday, September yeah. 19th, and you know the best part about having a Sunday, September 19th birthday? What's that? The Washington football team could not ruin it. <laughs> there you go there you go speaking of which it's actually a perfect segue into the conversation we're going to have here because washington football team fans got to enjoy the weekend watch some football stress-free because they knew that their team at a minimum was going to own a share of first place in the nfc east turns or uh, turns out they own it they own the first place in the nfc east after this weekend's matchups but perhaps chris perhaps it shouldn't have been because evidence has surfaced that perhaps dexter lawrence was not offsides on that first kick. Have you seen that evidence? And, and what have you thought about it? Yeah, I mean, so I, I've seen a couple of replays. And honestly, I'm having a really hard time telling, uh, you know, that that he, I mean, I see him jump. That I'm having a hard time seeing what the Giants are seeing and what some, uh, like Lawrence Tynes, their former field goal kicker, yeah. uh, is saying, which triggered a report from Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, who basically, and I'll say this as nicely as I can, is a voice for the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, the NFL has, and, and this is bitterly disappointing in my eyes, the NFL has refused to come out and show video and pointed exactly to what they saw why they called it, why they made the call, why they believe the call is right. Yeah. They have not issued an official statement. Yeah. They have not done anything other than hide behind the Mark Maskey Washington Post shield. It is absolutely brutal for the NFL to constantly do this. The NBA issues a two-minute report, every game, public, everybody can access it. Mm-hmm. The 
there was a play in uh, the Mississippi State game the other night, David, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Before the night was out, there was a statement admitting wrong, what happened, da-da-da-da-da-da. The NCAA did this. Huh? The NCAA did this. Yeah. That's yeah. insanity. Like, think yeah. about the comparison. They're like the NFL. Like right. You're being compared to the NCAA, and they're doing something better than you are. Think about that. Exactly. So here's my problem. Whether he was or he wasn't, that's not even concerning at this point to me. The game's right. over. It's not ever being changed, right? Washington, right. very fortunate to win that game. We, we all agree with that, right? Yeah. But what's concerning to me is that the league does not have the audacity to come forward and again, with all of their technology, with having a league owned and controlled television network, league partners all over the place, they have not had the gumption, the guts to come out with an official statement, an official clarification on video. It is, you know, we talk about taunting. We talk about this call and that call and these referees and that. And I mean, there's all sorts of calls, right? The Justin Herbert Montez sweat call in week one, Justin Herbert again against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And we never, ever, ever get like any kind of official clarification from the league. No. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, like, I don't want to hear Mark Maskey, what a source says. I want to hear Roger Goodell. I want to hear the director of officiating come out and say this. I'll give you a little quick, for instance, okay? Mm -hmm. I was, after the game Thursday night, uh, Graham Gano, I've mentioned this before. Graham Gano and I have long, you know, been pals, right? I covered him for a number of years here. We became very close. We've stayed in contact all these years. He had a great night. I, I met up with him for a couple of minutes after the game. And he was just like, he was just like, you know, what happened? Why did we lose? Like no. they didn't see anything from the sideline. And obviously they think Dexter Lawrence did not jump off sides. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but David, I don't know why he wasn't called, why he was called because the league won't come out and say, this is what we're looking at. This yeah. is what we judged. If you're wrong, fine. Admit that you're wrong. Right. And they don't even have the guts to do that. Yeah. I mean, because listen, at the end of the day, I don't think anybody expects the NFL to be perfect, right? Like right. we're human, humans error, and that's that's part of this equation. But to just completely hide it and just to stand behind it, I mean, it reminds me of several, several other you know instances. I mean, you go back to the Jameis Winston suspension years ago, right? And he got what was considered at the time a very light suspension considering the the charges that were that were brought against him. And basically in the agreement for the suspension, which turned out to be a pretty light suspension, Jameis Winston, his agent, and all of his people agreed that they wouldn't speak publicly, but, and so did the NFL. So the NFL comes out. It's like, so we have this really small suspension for this player, given the circumstances surrounding it. But then, oh, by the way, everybody's also signed documents saying nobody will talk about what was found. And what is that like, it, it just, it just breeds this, this, this atmosphere of distrust, you know what I mean? And then fans distrust the league and media distrust the league and, and all, and, and it all goes hand in hand because the only, the only video angle that I've seen so far, it's like a close, close up over top. I'm not even really sure where the video angle came from, to be quite honest with you. It doesn't look like Dexter Lawrence moves before the ball is snapped. And if the ball is snapped where the ball is being snapped, basically what it looks like is that Dexter Lawrence timed the snap so perfectly mm-hmm. that he got off immediately. And, and honestly, he got off so fast that he almost, he, he, he went to stop. Like if you watch him in the video, he goes to stop himself because he doesn't realize that he has timed it so perfectly. And in reality, 
if, if that's the case, then he wasn't offsides. That missed kick is the one that should have counted, and the Giants should have won that game. Now, again, like you said, there's no mechanism here. Like the Giants can't petition the league and say, listen, there was no time left on the clock. So if that if that penalty never happens, which it shouldn't happen, we have video evidence of it, you could, in theory, turn over the result of the game because there's no time. It's not like the Giants, it's not like this happened, and then there was another play because there was more time on the clock so the Giants could have possibly won or the Watch football team could have possibly won anyway. In this circumstance, this is an end-of-game scenario where there's no more time left on the clock. So anyway, you know, it, again, it is what it is, and that's what I wrote. I wrote about this on SI.com. And I, you know, it is what it is. No matter what the result is, it is what it is. But some clarity, some transparency, some honesty from the league that runs the most popular professional sports, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, franchise in in the world would be great. Because no matter what, I mean, this is out there. Like it's on Twitter. It's on like I I, I don't I don't have access to any secret files. Like I found it just like anybody else could. And it sparked, you know, because Dexter Lawrence actually made comments that, you know, and he didn't criticize officiating, which fortunate for him because, you know, the NFL would then take money from him, but basically said, my job is to move when the ball moves. And he essentially said, I did my job. I don't know why the ref threw a flag, but without, you know, not, not specifically. So interesting stuff, but I mean, you know, Giants fans are going to remember this when these two teams meet again. And if this division comes down to one game, even if it's not the Giants involved, people are going to remember this. They're going to remember that tweet. They remember the video and, and the NFL is going to be silent on it and they're never going to say anything. And then, you know, it's, it's going to continue to happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, um, you know, I'll just quickly wrap this up again. No team should ever lose on a wrong call. We know wrong calls are made all the time, um, but no team should ever lose specifically because a wrong call could have been made. And then to have the league in which that made it, offer no no public accountability, no public clarity, no nothing. Um, calls are made and teams, you know, again, I mentioned the Herbert situation in both Charger games, right? One win, one loss. Yeah. But they didn't happen on the very last play in a missed field. I mean, you could make an argument that Dexter Lawrence, specifically that call cost the Giants the game. Yeah. It's even more Absolutely. imperative in that case. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, again, for 2021, there's nothing to be done anyway, but this is the kind of stuff that the, the competition committee needs to look at. Like, these are the types of things like you have an end of game scenario of a penalty scenario where the play was not impacted. Like the, the whistle wasn't blown. Like when the flag was thrown for Dexter Lawrence being offside, the whistle wasn't blown. The play didn't stop. Dustin Hopkins didn't just go through and like, Oh, I'm going to swing my leg through. Cause I get a practice rep or whatever. Like that play went on yep. with every player on the field saying this play is for real. Yep. So that's the scenario where if the competition committee remembers this next year and they can say, listen, this needs to be reviewable. And honestly, it kind of happened in, in the Tampa Bay game as well. So I'm going to bring this up. And, you know, I know some of our listeners don't like me talking about the Bucks, but uh, there was a play in this in the in the end of the first half where the Buccaneers and Falcons, the Buccaneers were up two scores. The Falcons were trying to get a score. They ended up getting a field goal before the end of the first half. And there was a play where Shaquille Barrett timed the snap of the ball so perfectly that the whistle got blown and it almost had to get blown. Like everybody, like even in real time, I was like, yeah, that's a good penalty. You know, you got, you can't come on Shaq. You can't do that. Like, I appreciate the aggression, but you got to be smarter than that. Right. On that play, it's not blown dead. Right. So the flag is thrown, but the play continues. Shaq strip sacks, Matt Ryan, the ball gets recovered. I can't remember who it was recovered it, but it was Buccaneers defender runs into the end zone. So that's a defensive touchdown at the end of the first half in a divisional game in week two of the national football league comes back because it's a penalty in real time. Like in the game broadcast, they're showing replays of this, of this play. It's not a penalty. Like Shaq literally just timed the snap so perfectly 
that it looks like it should have been a penalty, but it shouldn't have been a penalty. If it was reviewed, that's a touchdown for the Buccaneers going the other way. It's 21 to seven. I think at that time, then instead the Falcons keep the ball. They end up driving down the field. They go into halftime 21, 10 in its worst case scenario. The Buccaneers end up in a 28, 25 battle in the third quarter with the Falcons where they, they have, they have three points. that should have never been on the board. That should have been 35 to what 17 at that point in time. You know what I mean? So these are the kinds of things that people need to talk about when it comes to competition committee. And, and this is a totally different conversation. We can fill up an entire episode with this, but collective bargaining agreements. Like we, we talked about this a little bit during the off season, the players got, you can wear single num- numbers, single digit numbers on your Jersey, and you can smoke more weed than you could before. <laughs> That's what the players got. The owners yeah. got more money, more games, more punishment on these players bodies. And uh, the NFLPA, I mean, anyway, I, I could go on for, for quite well, a while. I would just point out this quickly. Remember, more games, yes, means more money for the owners, but it also means more money for the players, too. Yeah, yeah, to I mean, a certain extent. For the upper half, I would say. They don't get a different percentage, but they get the same percentage that they were getting of 16 games. Now they're getting that percentage of 17. Right, right. There's more money all around. But, I mean, I think the owners probably benefit from that oh, arrangement sure. more yeah. than the players do. And, and and listen, and again, I'm not going to get to a whole – but, like, Tom Brady put out an Instagram post basically call the players stupid for for agreeing to that cba in the first place and not getting more from it than what they what they actually got but again we could do a whole episode on that kind of stuff guys and that's how much i mean you talk about a game of inches if you had the washington football team on the money line on thursday night you won the game you won your bet because of plays like that one so you're probably sitting there going guys guys chill 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 be quiet be quiet either way the washington football team is one in one and if you made money on that hopefully you did so over at bet online AG, your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. They've got a new updated site interface, more odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head over there, use a promo code locked on, and you get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's double your first deposit just for signing up with the promo code locked on. Whether you're looking at football, basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers now. Available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. I think we're back and running on Twitter, yes, at uh, Locked WFT Pod, right? You're unsuspended, yes, sir. We're unsuspended. (laughs) We were bad boys, and we got – no, we weren't bad boys. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I think we're back up and running. Uh, So more content to come uh, there. Uh, And as David alluded to, a little bit of a different schedule this week because of both of us celebrating birthdays and family trips and all 
that stuff. Uh, so we'll be kind of separate outside of this edition, but we will have you covered. Uh, David, let's get into this. Jay Gruden, former Washington football team head coach, uh, mm-hmm. told my radio colleague and friend Kevin Sheehan on the Team 986-9 uh, every morning and the Kevin Sheehan podcast uh, that he believes Ryan Fitzpatrick will come back and be the starter this year at some point. Mm-hmm. My question to you is do you now before you answer that reminder three games the playoff game uh, i'm sorry he's got three starts in the nfl uh one start not here in washington but the playoff game and then week two and obviously he's played parts of other games two other games with washington and he's got the most passing uh yards i think it is in nfl history for first three starts i mean Mm -hmm. taylor heineke is putting up some big numbers yeah but there still is plenty of questions. Is that right. fair? And ultimately, if Fitzpatrick is healthy, if you had to guess, bet on Bet Online right now, what would you say? <laughs> I am going to bet that Taylor Heineke finishes the season Ooh. as the starter if he's healthy. Um, and it's honestly, it's less Taylor Heineke and it's more Washington football team defense. So, I had this conversation with myself on yesterday's episode. Uh, I was on with Reese on Team 980 on Monday and had this conversation with him as well. I'm not really in the camp of like, let's crown Taylor Heineke the starter of the franchise or the future quarterback of the franchise right now because of two reasons. One, very, very small amount of work that we've actually seen from Taylor Heineke. The other being we don't need to. Ryan Fitzpatrick's not healthy right now. Cam Newton's not coming in the building. No other quarterback is challenging for the job right now. And he did enough in week two to show that he deserves to be the starter for week three. And it shouldn't be Kyle Allen. So for all those reasons, there's no reason to crown Taylor Heineke. But if Jay Gruden is going to be bold enough to say, I have a prediction for when Fitz does come back for when that decision does need to be made. I'll, I'll follow suit. And I think that we, if, if we see the same Taylor Heineke, Taylor does enough to allow this Washington offense to operate efficiently enough to be able to win games if the defense gets their act together, and I do believe the defense will get their act together. I think part of it comes from, listen, they've only had really two and a half, maybe three total games when you consider how little they played in the preseason to really hit an opponent. And that is super important when you're talking about preparing a defense. And then even between games, you, you don't get, you, know, you have 10 days to prepare for the Buffalo Bills, but you're not out there hitting anybody. Like even, even the guy that pretends to be Josh Allen for the scout team, you're not hitting him. You know what I mean? You're not bringing him down in the pocket. So it's it's really kind of hard until you get out there and the bullets start flying for real. All the changes you have in the secondary, including the return of Landon Collins, that's a change. Like people got to remember, Landon Collins was on the team, but he wasn't playing last year because of the injury, right, for the, for the last part of the year. So that's a change to this the, the, the dynamic. The linebacker situation, I still think it's a weak part of this team. Jamin Davis is a rookie, got it, but he's a rookie, so he's a, he's a weak part of the team. All of that stuff is going to start to get better. I have faith that it will start to get better. And once this defense starts humming and this defense gets to like top 12 range, top 10 of, of being an NFL defense, they start getting some sacks and takeaways, stuff like that. I do believe that Taylor Heineke will do enough to ensure that the Washington football team can capitalize on that. And that is why I think he'll continue to start for the team. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because I think it's irresponsible of us to say and and of anybody to say this is definitely what should happen at this point. Jay was asked for his opinion for a guess for a prognosis, right? right. So I mean, he he's not doing anything irresponsible. I don't think we're doing anything irresponsible by discussing it. 
But here's the best way I think we can answer it or we should answer it is quite simply, we have no idea, right? Because you mentioned the injury and if he's healthy. Okay, that's a big part of this, right? Taylor Heineke has been hurt a bunch in his career. He hasn't hid from that. It's reality. It's fact. It's everything. However, there's the injury part of this, and then there's the performance part of this, right? So he's got two things potentially working against him, but one thing that he can control more than maybe the other, and control, I mean, like performance, right? Like if he goes out and throws for 300 yards a game, and Washington is, let's just call it, you know, they're one and one right now, say they're four and four at the break, right? If he's throwing or averaging 275 plus, David, and the turnovers aren't crazy and he's healthy, right. he's staying. There's no yep. chance that Ron Rivera just automatically, I, I don't think, just automatically mm-hmm. goes back to Ryan Fitzpatrick if Taylor Heineke is playing at that level. Meaning even yeah. if the team is just four and four, and like you said, there's other elements at play here, the defense, special teams, so on and so forth, right? Offensive line, blah, blah, blah. But my point is, if Taylor Heineke is healthy and if Taylor Heineke is playing well enough, again, 250, 275, whatever it is on average, turnovers aren't crazy, um, he's making plays, so on and so forth. Basically, what we've seen so far out of Taylor Heineke, at least Mm -hmm. in a Washington uniform, I do believe he stays. But I don't know if you're ever going to get a situation where Ron is going to come out and make a declaration. He is my starter the rest of the year. I, I, you might not, I mean, maybe later in the year, you might get it. I E December. You ain't getting it anytime soon. And for anybody that wants Ron to make that commitment, quite honestly, I think that's unfair. And I don't, I don't think that's right in any way, shape or form because Ryan, he needs time to evaluate Mm -hmm. Taylor Heineke. Just like, I mean, Again, they went out and got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Why? Because they didn't feel Taylor Heineke was a long-term starting option. They yeah. they yeah. they said they were going to have a competition. It was never truly a competition. Taylor Heineke took very, 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 very limited first-team reps. Yeah. It, there was never really a, a true competition between the two. So I have no problem thinking Ryan Fitzpatrick is the number one guy. But in reality, David... If Heineke is healthy and playing well, you can't yank him until he has a stretch where he's not playing well. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it goes back to Ron Rivera is not going to make a definitive statement on Taylor Heineke because, again, he has no reason to make a definitive statement on Taylor. Again, there is no quarterback in that room right now challenging Taylor for the starting job. And until that happens, there's no reason for him. There's no reason for us to with any integrity. Now, again, you know, in this light, it's like, we're guessing. And what if this, well, if this is here and this is here, you know what I mean? If the sun shines on a Tuesday, you know, on the South side of the Capitol, then this is what's going to happen. We can say all those things, but, and this is what I was talking about with Reese on the radio today. Like I'm not going to sit here as, as a media source and that and somebody that somebody might trust and go to work and use what I say or what you say as evidence in an argument with somebody and say that I think I know what's going to happen. I'll guess, you know what I mean? If we want to get into the guessing conversation and that's what we're doing here with Jay and that's fine. But in the reality, like you said, nobody actually knows. And I don't think anybody's actually uh, in the media anyway, is trying to necessarily put uh, a, a certain, you know, future into, into motion there. And I will say that I, what I do appreciate is, you know, like listening to the last press conference, uh, you know, listening like you and, and Nikki and, and Ben and, and all the guys that are there, like nobody really tried to push Ron into an answer anyway. So I think everybody kind of understands that. Like, we'll ask you, 
how, you know, what did you like from Taylor? What would you like to see improve from Taylor? Stuff like that. But nobody's saying, hey, Ron, six weeks from now, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be the starter or is Taylor Heineken? Because right. that's not fair, man. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Uh, that puts um, uh, a little wrap on that part of our conversation. We are brought to you right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast by our good friends at Rock Auto and rockauto.com. You know, there's a ton of makes and models out there, guys. There's uh, all sorts of auto parts. There's places you can go, the big auto parts superstores that you hear about. Well, we tell you about rockauto.com because we don't want you to go anywhere except to rockauto.com. But that's the beauty of it. You don't have to go anywhere to get to rockauto.com. All you need is your phone, your computer, browser, what have you. Rockauto.com is one-stop shopping. You get any part you need, any make, any model. They'll get it for you at a very reasonable price. Why get overcharged? Like, again, those auto parts superstores are going to do. I was at a car dealership on Monday, David, and they so overcharged me. They so overcharged me. Why? Because I got a warranty, but oh, you need this, you need that. No, no, no. At rockauto.com, they're going to, they're going to get you what you need again for a very, very legitimate fair price. Here's what we want you to do. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package wrapping up today's episode of the locks on washington football team podcast a lot of of topics to talk about today and some some good feeling and emotion i think chris behind a lot of these topics so some good conversation and looking forward to ending this episode with more of that but this time we're going to let a washington football team fan a listener of this show and caller set the tone for this next topic hey this is todd from Utah, Todd, not Tom. To maybe chuckle a little bit. Uh, Chris said Tom, I don't know, five, six times referring to me, which is awesome. Uh, awesome performance by Taylor Heineke. That's pretty, pretty spectacular stuff. Hopefully, that's going to be a trend that continues a little bit. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, as teams game plan and get used to him a little more, then it may tighten up and get a bit tougher. So hopefully, he's going to continue to learn and grow, and, and that will lead to continued success. I'm still crossing my fingers for 4-4 four and four over his reign if, if uh, Fitzpatrick is out for eight weeks, uh, or if he's so spectacular that Fitzy sits for a little while, which I'll be a little sad for Fitz, but we'll see what happens. A little bit excited, always hesitant as a, a WFT fan or Redskins fan. Uh, appreciate y'all. Let's see what happens. Thanks. All right. So Todd from Utah, sometimes it's hard over those voicemails, guys. If, if you, uh, if you have a name that could also sound like another name to, uh, to fully get it. So we appreciate the clarification, Todd. And 
And yeah, I mean, this is a conversation that's not going to. Did I call him Tom from Utah? I, I, don't I don't remember. Think, I, I thought I called him Tom. I from thought Utah you did. I could have swore I remember. I yeah. thought I did too. I, I thought I did too. I mean, uh, I, I, I was like, I was thrown off by that because I remember specifically yeah. saying, hey, you know, because you yeah. type it up on, on our little docket there. Uh, but either way, I mean, yeah, it, it always helps, guys, if you are very, 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 you know, because sometimes the voicemails are hard to, you know, quite understand certain letters and certain, you know, words and people have different accents and whatever. So, you know, spell it out, make it very clear for us just so that we can make sure that we properly call you by the. Yeah, because right we don't want to get anybody's name wrong. That's your name. We want to, we want to have respect oh. for your name. And, and Honestly, who knows? Maybe you did say Todd, but again, the curse of enunciation coming from this end of the microphone to that end of the speakers may have may have uh, jumbled stuff up. But I mean, listen, I think this quarterback conversation, Chris, honestly, it's going to be a week to week conversation that we have. You know what I mean? And and in my opinion, the only solution you're going to get before Ryan Fitzpatrick is is able to come back healthy, and maybe even a week or two after that, as he gets reacclimated to to playing and practicing is if one of two things happens. One of those is Cam Newton comes in, which if Cam Newton comes in, you already know the answer. Taylor Heineke has bombed. That's the only reason Cam Newton is coming into that building in the first place, if that even happens. Or Deshaun Watson comes into the building. And again, if that's happening, it's because Taylor Heineke has proven that he is not going to be the guy. So they're going to go ahead and pull the trigger, hopefully on a lesser than six picks or players type of deal and bring in a future franchise quarterback. I don't think either of those things is honestly going to be happening. So I think it's Taylor until it and it's until Ryan's healthy and you're not getting an answer either way until there has to be an answer. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, um, this, you know, look, I know everybody wants the, the whole sexy, you know, whatever uh, thing I, to me, this team needs to play look more than Taylor Heineke. This team needs to play a lot better on defense and better on special teams at the, place kicker situation and better on the offensive line. Can we concentrate on those three areas before we go any further? I'll just leave it at that. All right. So that's going to do it for us on this particular edition of the locked on Washington football team podcast. You guys know betting on the NFL. Gosh, is it hard? I know I had a bad, bad weekend at the window. It doesn't have to be a guessing game, though. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast with Boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sturton, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day, follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. If you want to get in like Todd with two Ds and Utah did, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. We love you all, even if I might mispronounce your name. Or LockWFTPod at gmail.com. That's LockWFTPod at gmail.com. Thanks for being with us right here on LOWFT. He's David Harrison. Read everything he's writing about the Washington football team at SI.com slash NFL slash Washington football part of Fan Nation. And I'm Chris Russell. Listen to me and Pete Medhurst on uh, the Team 980, the Washington football team flagship station, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, also available on the Odyssey app. We appreciate you guys being with us. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.